0: All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today, the my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive as I'm taught the word of God. My life is changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. May be seated. As you're being seated, if you would, your Bible turned to the book of Acts, chapter 9. The book of Acts, chapter 9. In December, pastor challenged us, as that testimony mentioned. December, pastor challenged us to believe God for a doubling this year in 2024. And with the Lord, all things are possible. But that requires that we do our part. And on Vision Sunday, January 7th, pastor challenged us all to do these four things in 2024. Number one, to be in church every time the doors are open. When you're in town, if you're not on vacation, be in church every time the doors are open. Number two, to not, to not just be here, but to be on time, or even better, to be early, and to worship the Lord with all your heart and all your strength. Number three, to tell somebody about the Lord every month. And I think that's, whether somebody's been a believer for a few months or a few years, that's a reasonable goal for everyone, to tell at least one person about the Lord every month. And number four, to pray for a sick person in person every month. Not just, oh, you saw someone's post on Facebook and you, you said a prayer, or you know, people post those comments, oh, I'm saying a prayer, no but that in your interactions with people at work, people you know, people in the neighborhood, when someone tells you about a need, a problem, a situation, praying in person with someone who is sick in their body at least once a month. And we believe that if you will do these things in 2024, your life will change for the better. And we believe that is if we all as a congregation do these things in 2024, God, God will bless that and he will honor that and do wonderful things in our lives and through our lives. Last Sunday, we saw how persecution forced the believers in Jerusalem to spread out, sharing the gospel as they went. Acts 8 and verse 4 says, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. They preached the word wherever they went. And this was a fulfillment of what Jesus said would happen, that the gospel would be proclaimed proclaim first in Jerusalem, then in Judea, then Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We saw last Sunday how in Acts chapter 8, Philip, one of the seven, proclaimed the gospel in Samaria. Revival took place. Peter and John then traveled to Samaria, and they prayed with the believers there that they would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit just like the Jewish believers. In Acts chapter 9, Saul has a powerful encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord says to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul, the persecutor, is wonderfully saved and receives the Holy Spirit. And then Saul, who had been a persecutor, begins proclaiming the gospel. This same Saul would eventually become Paul. He would travel with Luke. Barnabas and others establishing and strengthening churches and he would go on to write the majority of the New Testament. Acts 9 verse 31 tells us, then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit and it grew in numbers living in the fear of the Lord. And I I believe that's God's will for us and God's will for Faith Christian Center, and God's will for us in 2024, that we have a time of peace, being strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, that we grow in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. And Wednesday night, as I emphasize, this life lived for God, it is a total package deal. I remember once on a Wednesday evening, I don't remember the series, but remember we were in Proverbs and got into the fear of the Lord a little bit and explained it, healthy, reverent respect for God. Someone was upset with me after the service. You know, too many people, they want the blessing without living a holy, righteous, and consecrated life. And so what we preach at Faith Christian Center is total and complete Christianity following the Lord Jesus Christ in discipleship, your life and every part of your life submitted completely to him. Jesus as Lord. Not that you've just prayed a prayer, you're on your way to heaven, you're living a life where you abuse grace and just do whatever you want. No, a life in which Jesus is your Lord and you live like it. And that's what the Bible tells us, that they lived in the fear of the Lord. And that's God's will for us in these days. Let's pick up in Acts chapter 9, beginning in verse 32. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the saints in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years. He found a man named Aeneas, a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years. Sickness and infirmity is not the will of God. And it is not the Lord's will that anyone suffer, much less a child of God. You've often heard us say that John 10, verse 10, is the dividing line of the Bible. Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. That is God's will for you, and that is God's will for your life, that you might have life, the zoe life of God, and that you might have it more abundantly. We've learned that healing is the children's bread. Even under the old covenant, healing was the children's bread. And so what we need to do is lift up our eyes and believe God for greater and for more. And to lift up our eyes and believe God that what his word says would be true in our lives. Healing is the children's bread. We saw when we were in the gospels how Jesus frequently healed all. We saw again already in the book of Acts, the church age, that all were healed. That's in Acts chapter 5. So sickness and infirmity is not the will of God. And it is not God's will that anyone, and it is not God's will that a child of God suffer. Verse 33, there Peter found a man named Aeneas, a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years. And eight years is a long time. Now if it was the Lord's will for Aeneas to be a paralytic, or if it was the Lord's will for Aeneas to be bedridden, or if it was the Lord's will for Aeneas to be permanently left in this situation, then Peter would have done nothing to help Aeneas. As we'll see next Sunday, Peter prayed. Peter was led by the Holy Spirit. So this is of God, and this was the Lord's will. Sickness and infirmity is not the will of God and it is not our heavenly Father's will that we suffer. We see in this passage a pattern that we've seen again and again in miracles in both the Old and New Testaments. Peter spoke a command of faith in the name of Jesus. Peter said it, and Peter said it by speaking a command of faith in the name of Jesus. Verse 34, Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take care of your mat. Jesus Christ heals you. Get up, take care of your mat. Jesus is our physician, and he is the great physician. Amen. Say this, say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. He, saves me. he saves me. Say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. He, heals me. he heals me. Say, Jesus Christ. He fills me me. with his spirit. spirit. Say say, Jesus Christ. Christ. He heals me and he heals my body. It's amazing how simple it is. James tells us the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, it availeth much. Sometimes we think we get results by the longer we pray, the louder we pray, the more worked up we get when we pray, but again, what do we actually see in the Word of God? It is amazingly simple. Peter spoke a command of faith in the name of Jesus. He said it, and that's what, get, that's what has power. That's what gets results. A simple command of faith in the name of Jesus. A simple command of faith. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up, take care of your mat. Let's say it again. Say, Jesus Christ Christ saves me. me. Jesus Christ Christ heals me. me. Jesus Christ Christ baptizes me me with his spirit. spirit. Say, say, I am healed. healed. Say, I am blessed in my body. Because the Lord Jesus Christ, He is my physician. physician. And the Lord Jesus Christ, He heals me. And He heals my body. And He heals my mind. He's our physician. He is our healer. Remember in Acts chapter 3, when the crippled man at the gate called Beautiful was healed, this is what Peter told the crowd. Acts 3 verse 16. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. Now, you go to 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, and you find out about the gifts of the Spirit. And yes, there are the gifts of healing. And yes, there are times when, as the Holy Spirit wills, they manifest, But too many believers, they'll go here, they'll go there, they'll have this person, that person, pray for them, and they've missed it. The answer is in Acts chapter 3 and what Peter told the crowd. Verse 16, by faith in the name of Jesus. And I've learned that works in church, that works at home, that works in your car, that works wherever you may be. That, that works whether you're by yourself or there's someone with you. That, that works if you're, if you're near your pastor or not. By faith in the name of Jesus. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him, as you can all see. So that's what has power. And that's what gets results. Faith in the name of Jesus. Say it again, say, the Lord Jesus Christ Christ is my physician. Say, the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ. he is my healer. healer. The Lord Jesus Christ Christ. says to me, me. I am healed, I am well, I am strong, I am am healthy. 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 It is faith in the name of Jesus. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him. It is faith in the name of Jesus. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him. Remember that we've learned that God confirms his word. And he confirms it with signs following. Mark 16 verse 20 says, The Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. So God confirms his word. And he confirms his word with signs following. So we hear the word. And we take action on the word. And God confirms the word. And over time, the blessing of the Lord and the fruit of the word, it shows up in our lives and in our circumstances. And it ought to show up in our bodies as well. We just have to be willing to step out in faith. We just have to be willing to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And that is what Pastor has challenged us all to do every month in 2024, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Pastor can't be everywhere at once. I can't be everywhere at once. Pastor Sue can't be everywhere at once. There are people that you'll talk to and interact with. I'll never talk to. Be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Be willing to be used of the Lord to tell people about the Lord. Be willing to be used of the Lord to tell people about the goodness of God and how he saves and he heals and he, he restores and he restores broken marriages and he restores broken homes and he, he restores broken bodies. And you might say, well, what if God doesn't do this and God doesn't do that? He confirms his word. And so if in simple faith we simply tell people what the word says, God confirms his word. Peter spoke a simple command of faith in the name of Jesus. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take up your mat. By faith, and Aeneas received his miracle. He did it, he received it. And he did that by faith. By faith, Aeneas received his miracle. He did it and received it. Peter said, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take care of your mat. Immediately, Aeneas got up. He got up. He got up immediately. And in so doing, he received His miracle. Just as Peter had faith in the name of Jesus, so too did Aeneas have faith. How do we know that Aeneas had faith? By what he did, by his actions. Peter said, get up, take care of your mat. And what did Aeneas do? Immediately, he got up. So yes, Peter had faith, but so too did Aeneas have faith. And how do we know Aeneas had faith? We know by what he did, By his actions. Immediately, Aeneas got up and received his miracle. Remember, last Sunday, we learned that faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. And we receive any good thing from God by faith. We're saved by faith. We are healed by faith. We receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by faith. A wrong road to head down is this thinking that you've got to be good enough to earn it or deserve it, it is the gift of God. And sometimes for us as full gospel, Pentecostal people, we can head down that road thinking, "Well, we've got to pray more hours, we've got to fast, we've got to fast more days, we've got to earn it. We've got to deserve it. It is by the grace of God. and we receive by faith. Faith in Jesus, faith in his name, faith in his word. This is the revelation and understanding that the Lord Jesus Christ gave to the apostle Paul. You read Galatians, you find out Paul says, the Lord Jesus Christ revealed this to me, no one else. Ephesians 2, beginning in verse eight, it is by grace you have been saved, how? Through Faith. This not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so no one can boast. Say it, say it, let's say that together. Say it is by grace. It is by grace. Say through faith. through faith. Say it is the gift of God. Gift of God. Say, not by, not by works. So we're saved and we're we're born again. And the Lord does wonderful things in our lives and we we live for Him. We do what his word says, and that manifests the blessing and the fruit of the Lord in our lives. But you can never forget that we are, when we are saved, when we are healed, when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it is a gift from the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is by grace. And we receive through faith. So there's no need to struggle. There's no need to struggle to receive what is Freely given. I quoted that last Sunday. Jesus said to them, freely you have received, now freely give. And that's what Peter did here in Acts chapter 9. He had received freely, and he was freely given. Faith is the currency of God's kingdom. And we receive any good thing from God by faith. We're saved by faith. We're set free by faith. We are healed by faith. And we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by faith. So say say this, say, I have faith faith in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Say, I have faith faith in his word. word. And I see from the word that that healing, healing, it it belongs to me. I'm not trying to earn it. I'm not trying to deserve it. It belongs to me because I'm a child of God. It's a gift, and I receive it by faith. I receive the healing that belongs to me by faith in the name of Jesus. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ, just as he saves me, so too does he heal me. Just as he saves me and he heals me, so too does he fill me. With his Holy Spirit. Spirit. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. Stop trying to pay the price for something for which the price has already been paid. Stop trying to earn something that's freely given. It is a gift. You might say, I don't deserve it. None of us do. So it is by grace. And we receive through grace faith. Faith in the name of Jesus. The name that is above every name, the name at which someday every tongue will confess, every knee will bow, it is by faith in the name of Jesus. And you might say, Austin, it's too good to be true. That's why it's called the good news of the gospel. It is good news. And it's good news to those who are lost and perishing, but it's also good news to those of us who have been in church a while. It is a gift. It is by grace. It is through faith. By faith, Aeneas received his miracle. He did it. He received it. He did it. And he received it by faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up, take care of your man. Immediately Aeneas got up. So we know that brother Aeneas had faith. How? By what he did, by his actions. Immediately he got up and he received his miracle. He got up. How? By faith. He received his miracle. How? By faith. He got up by faith in the name of Jesus. And he received his miracle by faith in the name of Jesus. And this wonderful miracle told it, testifying to the risen, resurrected Christ. Acts 9, verse 35, All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon, they saw him. Saw who? Saw Aeneas. No longer a paralytic, no longer bedridden, no longer suffering in his body, They saw him and turned to the Lord. They saw him. It could not be denied. And so they turned to the Lord. And that is the purpose of miracles. People coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hear me out, young people. I'm all for gathering together and singing your favorite song and having a good time. But the purpose of miracles is people coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's the purpose. The purpose of miracles is people coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Signs and wonders are to advertise the kingdom of God. People cannot deny miracles that can be seen. People cannot deny tangible, physical evidence. Faith can be seen. And the fruit of faith can be seen. And when God does miracles, people cannot deny the power of God. And they cannot deny that Jesus Christ, he is alive. I remember being with my father with Teal Osborne in the Ukraine. And Teal would preach a simple gospel message from one of the passages in the gospels. And then he would say that if what he had preached was true, that if Jesus was alive, he would begin healing the sick. And Brother TL didn't pray for anyone, he didn't touch anyone, but within moments it would be like popcorn going off in the crowd, and people would begin to shout and scream and be ecstatic and emotional, because in that crowd of unsaved people, Jesus would begin healing the sick. And of course, of course, many, many people would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. See, this is not just for us to gather together, to have a good time, to feel better. The purpose of miracles, the purpose of signs and wonders is that people would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is why we are to live lives that testify to the fact that we serve a living God. This is why we are to live lives of answered prayer. This is why we are to live blessed lives with tangible, physical evidence, blessing that can be same. This is why we are to be the hands and the feet of Jesus, being used of God to do good in the lives of others. As T.L. Osborne always told us, what God has done in your life, God now wants to do through your life. We're not to be a reservoir. We're to be a river through which the blessings of God flow. Miracles testify to the fact that Jesus is alive that he is not in the grave, that he is still saving today, he is still healing today, he is still setting the captives free today, he is still blessing today, he is still filling people with his spirit today. As Peter would go on to preach in Acts 10, verse 38, Jesus is still doing good and healing all. What does he do in our lives? He does good and he heals. And what does he do through us? He does good, and he heals. He is the great physician. And what people need to hear is not what God once did, but what God does today. And the Bible says in Hebrews 10, verse 38, that Jesus Christ, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he is still saving today. He is still healing today. He is still setting the captives free today. He is still blessing today. He still fills hungry hearts with his spirit today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just like the crippled man in Acts chapter 3, Aeneas was a living, walking miracle. He had been a paralytic, bedridden for eight years, but now he was healed by the power of God. By simple faith, in the name of Jesus. This wonderful miracle told it, testifying to the risen, resurrected Christ. He's alive. How do we know? Because of answered prayer. He's alive. And how do we know? By what he still does today. This wonderful miracle told it, testifying to the risen, resurrected Christ. Verse 35, all those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him, and turn to the Lord. They saw him. It could not be denied. And so they turned to the Lord. What God has done in your life, he wants to do through your life. So, we end where we began. On Vision Sunday, January 7th, Pastor challenged us to do four things this year. Number 1, to be in church if you're in town, you're not on vacation or traveling or traveling for work. If you're in town, to be in church when the doors are open. Why? you know it's not just so pastor and i can see you we understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and we understand as that testimony mentioned there there is a pattern that works and a pattern that doesn't so be in church every time the doors are open number 2 don't just be here but be early be on time be early and and worship the lord enthusiastically you might say worship's not your thing. Well, I got bad news. If you read the book of Revelation, we're going to be doing a whole lot of worship in heaven. And uh, it may not be your favorite song. It may not be your playlist. So you might as well just get used to it now. And worship, worship is Powerful. You have to listen to or watch the Praise Cure series. So be not just on time but early and worship the Lord with all your heart, enthusiastically. Number three, tell someone about the Lord every month. You know, and somebody might say, oh, I'm gonna tell 25 people about the Lord this month. Again, the goal is for each and every person, whether a new believer, someone who's been saved a long time to tell at least one person about the Lord every month. And number four, for us each to pray for a sick person in person every month. Not just something you heard about, know about, pray about. That's fine. That's wonderful. We are to intercede in prayer. But the people you know at work, the people you know at school, the people you interact with, people in your neighborhood, when a situation is presented to you, at least once a month, offering to pray with someone in person. If you will do these things in 2024, your life will change for the better. Be the hands and feet of Jesus in 2024. And just see what the Lord will do in your life and through your life. And have no fear. Again, you might say, what if God does? What if he doesn't? What if he doesn't do this or that? Have no fear. The Lord confirms his word. And he confirms his word with, signs following. So people come to us and they tell us about their need, their problems, their situations. We proclaim the word. We proclaim Jesus. And we tell people what his word says. And we offer to pray. And the Lord confirms his word. And we leave the results in the hands of God. Please bow your heads. You might be here today and say, Austin, I've heard you preach about the goodness of God and what he does, and we'll do today. You might say that you don't know him. You don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't know him as your savior. He loves you. And as proof of that love, the Bible says that he, he gave his life for you. In fact, Jesus said that he, he literally, he, he laid down his life of his own will. He did that for you and me. The Bible says that we've all sinned, that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We are all in need of a savior. His name is Jesus. This world we live in, it'll lie to you. It'll tell you that there are many paths to God, to lie. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. This world we live in will lie to you and tell you that if you're just kind of good enough that that's sufficient, that you'll be in heaven someday. Friend, that's a lie. The Bible says we have all sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We're all in need of a Savior. His name is Jesus. You might be here in say, Austin, I, I've never given... My life to him, but but I want to. I want to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask him to be my Lord and Savior. I want to be part of the family of God. You might, in your mind or heart, think it's hard or difficult, or there's a bunch of things you need to do. No, no, it's a gift. You just have to receive the gift, and we receive it by confessing with our mouth and by believing in our heart. It's simple. It is easy. It is a gift of God. It is by grace, and we receive by faith. If you're here today and say, Austin, I've never asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, but I want to. I want to ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to ask him into my heart and into my life. That's you this morning. Wherever you're seated, raise your hand to where I'll see it and I'll know. You want me to pray with you? Say, Austin, pray with me. I want to be a part of the family of God. I want to leave today knowing that I have peace with God, that heaven is my home, that I'm saved, that I'm not lost, that I'm not on my way to hell. You might also be here this morning at a time in your life, you prayed a prayer, you you walked an aisle, but you know in your heart you've not been living for God. You've been doing your own thing, and in doing your own thing, living life your way, you've paid the price. The Bible says that the mercies of God our new every morning. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can have a new beginning. You can have a fresh start. If you're here today and say, Austin, pray with me. I want to recommit my life. I want to make things right with God before I go today. If that's you, wherever you're seated, raise your hand to where I'll see it and I'll know, and we'll pray. You might be watching or listening online now or later. Say, pray with me. I want to give my life to the Lord. Pray this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And I receive what Jesus did for me. I receive the salvation that he paid the price for. I ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for welcoming me into your family. Thank you for a new beginning and a fresh start. Thank you for setting me free of anything that would hinder me in living for you. And thank you for filling me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer now or later, watching or listening online, we want to be a blessing. Go to the website or go to the address on the screen. We'll send you a Bible, but we'll also send you a copy of my father's book, God's Very Own Child. It'll help you get started in living the Christian life. Let's take a moment, lift your hands. Say this, say, I receive what belongs to me by faith in the name of Jesus. Jesus, he is my Savior. He is, my he is my healer. He is my banner. He is my, he is my protector. He is, my he, is my he is the lifter of my head. He is my he physician. Is my and physician. so I receive by faith what belongs to me. I receive deliverance. I receive the blessing of the Lord. And I receive the healing power of God into my life, and into my body, now, in Jesus' name. And so I say what Peter said, the Lord Jesus Christ, he heals me, amen. Just take a moment and lift your hands and thank the Lord for his goodness, thank the Lord for his blessing, thank the Lord for what he is doing in our midst it is by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves, lest any man or woman boast. It is by grace that we receive through faith. It is, it is the gift of God. That's why Jesus said we need to have faith like a child. We had Christmas and it was Christmas morning and time for the kids to open their gifts. You know, they, they all came out excited, waiting for me to wake up, praise the Lord. Emily wanted to open everybody else's gift, or at least help them in the process. But not, not one of our children acted like they weren't good enough. They weren't worthy enough. Oh, no, no, I, I've already opened one today. I need to wait a few more months to open another one. No, they they went right after it. And we need to be the same way about the blessings of God. We need to be the same way about the good things of God. It is by grace through faith. It is the gift of God. And it's got your name on it. It's got my name on it. His blessings are for every believer. You might you might think no no they're super special super spiritual they're more deserving no his blessings are for every believer we well, hope the message day was a blessing Amen. and encouragement to you.